in the Lave Radio Writers Interviews. Joining me today is executive producer on Elite Dangerous and Elite Legacy author Michael Brooks. Thank you for joining us today, Michael. That's fine, good to meet you. Awesome. So, um, Michael, I was hoping that you could maybe tell the listeners a little bit more about yourself and your background in writing and your history with Elite. Uh, Well, as I'm sure you're all aware, I'm executive producer on uh, Elite Dangerous. I got involved in the project back during the Kickstarter, which is where I met many of you uh, for the first time. Uh, writing has always been a, a passion of mine. I've loved telling stories ever since I was a, a young age, uh, in particular sort of short stories and poems and that kind of format. Um, a few years ago, I took the National Novel Writing Month challenge, which is to write a 50,000 word novel in a month. And I actually managed to, uh, to complete the novel in that, in that time. And there was a kind of an open writing group where people provided feedback and some of them said, well, that's actually pretty good. Um, so I spent a year clearing it up and released it as my first novel, which was The Cult of Me. That's, that's excellent. I mean, I've, I've had a go at National Writing Month a couple of times myself and only just managed to miss the mark. So was that your first go at it? It was my first go. That's really impressive. <laughs> that's really very impressive. So obviously, um, Legacy is the official uh, elite fiction book. Uh, published by Frontier. What gave you the idea that you needed for Legacy? So um, I spent some time talking with David about what we'd like to see. And the original idea was to do a sort of spiritual successor to The Dark Wheel. Um, Obviously, the universe has changed a bit since The Dark Wheel was was written. So we didn't really want to sort of reimagine that and sort of change what um, had already been written, because that's part of the legacy of the game. Um, I also wanted to make sure that we did something that felt like you could be part of the story if you were playing it in-game. Uh, so I wanted the story to be quite a, an almost an intimate story with a small uh, group of people that you could identify with. What made you choose The Dark Wheel as, as a, a starting point? Because I know it's a very popular um, elite book, but what was it specifically about that? So The Dark Wheel... Um, obviously is the quintessential book about Elite. It was the thing, the fiction that most people uh, read. And I remember reading it back in the mid-80s when I had my little Acorn box set. And really it sort of added to the game in the sense that it gave life to what was going on sort of beyond the pixels. Um, and really it was that sort of legacy that I, I wanted to try and continue. Mm-hmm. And so is that is that one of your first memories of Elite then, is, the, is reading The Dark Wheel and... Uh, no, opening my, that box. My, my first memory of Elite is stacking it into the side of a space station. <laughs> <laughs> really, I think I think lots of people can share that, uh, yes. that first memory there. <laughs> so, um, I mean, what drew you to Elite? Um, so Elite was the game that got me into gaming uh, in a serious way. I was about 13, 14 at the time. Uh, and I played lots of computer games, but only in, in passing. 
But uh, with Elite, suddenly there was this huge world that I could interact with, and that really caught, caught my imagination. And so I have to say, it's pretty cool, sort of 30 years later, to be working on the sequel to it. Did any other books or any other writers have any influence over you writing Legacy? Or um, So I have a number of uh, sort of... Uh, favourites uh, for, for science fiction authors. There's also the classics like Asimov. Ian M. Banks is a particular favourite of mine. Yeah. Um, some, I love the culture universe. Absolutely, no, me um, too. But the other, the other interesting thing with the Elite Dangerous universe is it actually already comes with a whole stack of uh, fiction. So you, obviously you've got the Dark Wheel, then the stories, the Tales from Frontier on the FFE, and you know the various. Uh, uh, short stories that that came with it, so that gave us uh, quite a rich starting point. Uh, the previous game also had a lot of gazettas and other information that we could build on, and also helping the other authors doing their uh, official books. Um, we had to prepare a lot of background documentation for that and work with the authors to try and make their ideas fit in with the universe and take what they'd come up with, and that just gave me a, a wealth of knowledge uh, to to play with, really. So focusing on uh, Legacy a little bit more now, maybe you could tell the listeners a little bit more about the book specifically, um, the storyline, without it being a bit too spoilery. I'll uh, try and avoid it. So basically the story revolves around the mining colony of Freehome. Uh, And there's been some mysterious ship destruction going on in in the neighbourhood. So they start investigating what's going on and it turns out that there's quite a, a dramatic plot against them. Um, but the story really revolves around a, a central cast of uh, a few characters. And with that, I kind of wanted to get a more sort of Seven Samurai feel, where you've got this sort of mix of very different characters who come together for a, a common cause. I know that you're known quite well for being very prolific on, on the forums. You know, I think somebody mentioned the other day that in a six-day period, you managed to post 120 times on the forums. Um, and you also now write, quite a lot on your own blog, uh, The Cult of Me, don't you? Yes. So I think a lot of listeners want to know, how on earth do you find time to do everything that you do? Like, do you not sleep? I don't know. I think uh, I probably don't get as much sleep as I should, but a lot of it is time management as well. Uh, I think that's the only reason I managed to do the uh, NaNoWriMo the first time was basically I allocated two hours a day just to make sure I got those 1,800 words. So you just have to sort of be very focused. You must be an absolute master at time management. <laughs> um, I try to be. <laughs> what are you looking forward to most in, in the future of Elite Dangerous at the moment? Like, What aspects of the, the law that, that's out there excite you? So the big thing for me actually is the player participation. So we have the various uh, systems where players are working together to over, overturn the ownership of the system. Um, and it's having this sort of player-driven narrative that actually I think it's fairly unique, um, for especially in a universe as big as, as, big as Elite. Um, but also we've got some, some nice things planned for the future, which I can't really tell you about no. just yet. <laughs> so but yes, there's some cool stuff coming. Yeah, so do you think, um, you know, with, with the sort of um, the involvement, like the community goal stuff, is there going to be storylines coming out of, of that more and more, do you think? Is that the kind of thing that... Yes, definitely. Uh, the kind of the whole point of the community goals is it provides a, a focus method for large groups of players to work in conjunction towards this this common goal, like building a space station or whatever. Uh, and that will certainly form the the focus of most of the stories that that happen. Obviously, there's still going to be the the mix of the high politics 
um, but we want to get players more involved in that side of things as well. Yeah. Um, I know, I know I've been following um, the Galnet newsfeed quite closely myself and it's nice to see people picking up on, on pieces and, uh, out of there and then, you know, running in their own direction with it. I think that's, that's one of the nice things that, that you get this sort of collective storytelling yeah, element to it. Now, the hardback of Elite Legacy is out already. Yep. Uh, as is the paperback? Yes, and the ebook version is uh, available on the store and the... Kickstarter backer ones will be sent out shortly as well. Excellent, excellent. I know a lot of people were looking forward to getting those or getting their hands on, yeah, on so the ebook version, the, certainly. The signed, uh, the signed books from the Kickstarter are signed by myself and David. So That's really cool. So I've got some listeners' questions. Okay. Hopefully they won't be too bad. So members in the community have noticed your love of axes, helmets and other interesting sort of paraphernalia they'd like to know where does this this love of these items come from so also, i think somebody mentioned cthulhu as well oh well, uh, lovecraft is one of my favorite authors of all time and i'm a big fan of the, the cthulhu mythos i quite like the idea of elder gods being something that actually don't look after humanity they're something a bit dangerous and the axes came from a friend uh, this was a few years ago and i had much longer hair back then and she said that as I looked like a Viking, I deserved a Viking weapon. So it's just gone on from there. The hats and helmets is a bit of a tradition here at Frontier in that when we have a milestone day, you're supposed to wear a hat. Um, so it's just making sure that I had plenty of hats that I could give to people who, if they hadn't, didn't have one of their own. So, that, so the hats thing is actually an office thing then? Yeah. It's not just That's, it, it's not just that's where it started, but I do like hats. Yeah. <laughs> You've developed a love of hats. Yes. <laughs> Excellent. What's what's your favourite hat? Oh, that's a tricky one. So I think it's probably my steampunk Cthulhu mask. Nice. Yeah. That's a that's a good choice. I'm I'm a fan of Lovecraft myself, so I can appreciate that. <laughs> Another listener would like to know: Would you like to write more elite mm. dangerous fiction? I'm more constantly involved in the Galnet news anyway, so in a way, I'm more, I'm already writing uh, more fiction. Uh, will there be more books? That's unknown at the moment. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I know a lot of people want to know that. <laughs> we shall see. The story is certainly open for a, a sequel if we want to go that way. Excellent. So are there any other projects that you're working on at the moment that you can tell us about? Um, so for sci-fi fans, I released Sundragon uh, late last year. Um, so if you're interested in Mars, you can take a trip to Mars uh, in there. So it's already getting some good reviews, so I'm quite happy. Excellent. Uh, do you, anything else? Or I, I know that you do. Um, you've been writing some other work for some fantasy ones as well. Is that right? Generally, I write a mixture of uh, science fiction, horror, and metaphysical sort of uh, thrillers. So I had the concluding book, uh, The Last True Demon, from my third, which was the the last book in the trilogy from the first book I ever wrote. Mm-hmm. So that was quite a weird feeling coming to the end of that uh, little That's sequence. Story arc, yes. yeah. Was, um, was it a relief? Was it? What was it? Um, well, it was nice just to see the end because I'd always had the the end sort of pictured, but as it sort of delved into meaning of life stuff, right, right at the, the the sort of climax, so I was always a bit worried about how that would turn out. But I'm pretty pleased with it. Now, uh, as our listeners know, we recently had a uh, live radio drabble competition. Uh, if you don't know what a drabble is, it's a story which is written in precisely 100 words, and we ask commanders to incorporate Lave Station into the drabble somehow. Now, the prize is a hardback signed copy of Michael's new book, Elite Legacy, appropriately, 
And uh, as, a, as a champion of the Drabble format, uh, Mr Brooks kindly agreed to judge the competition for us and has selected a winner from the many entries that we've received. Um, there was a huge variety of entries and there's some excellent writing on display, but obviously there can only be one winner. Uh, so, Michael, if you'd uh, like to tell the listeners who the winner is. OK, so I read through all the entries and, uh, as Lisa says, there's a tremendous uh, quality to the writing that was there. And I picked the Freegal Sonnet by Commander Twisted as the winner. Excellent. And uh, Michael has kindly agreed to uh, read the winning entry out for us. So, Michael, over to you. When snicks convene in our polluted sky, bladder we shed and metal twisted bent. Those serpents' worms with tongues that only lie sing always of their rivals' malcontent. Hear viper's melody a psalm to anguish, singing melancholy add a tone into flame. And Python tunes a promise that she'll vanquish the cobra's madrigal of grief and pain. Hush now, for asp is clung to Boa's breast, and anaconda swallowed both entire, a clear patron chorus that is blessed with silence now that eagles in the choir. For what but birds can save us, lave from venom? Lizards have no place among the heavens. Excellent stuff. I think it's a very, very deserving winner. So congratulations to Commander Twisted. Uh, we will be in touch with you shortly. Um, I think all that's left for me to say now is thank you very much, Michael, for joining us today and agreeing to do this interview. That's quite all right. Thank you very uh, it's, much. It's been great fun and a pleasure to speak to you. Thank you. Two seconds, I'll be right back.